Hey everyone, welcome in the Pro Football Ireland Monday morning football for week 12. First live or video version of Monday morning football in quite a while and it's really fun because myself, Conor Manger here, Mikhail is in the States, she'll be back soon on different podcasts. And Connor, before I ask you how you're getting on, we are currently, as we record, watching the uh, the Bills and the Eagles in overtime. So we we don't know what's going on. Nine ten left on the clock by my or eight fifty seven by my by by, by my rankings. But uh, man, good to see you. How you doing? You good? Yeah, great to see you too. Uh, this this game is just absolutely incredible. I'm just kind of trying to. Uh, keep an eye on things as they go. Uh, it's now 7.49 p.m. on the East Coast. So where they're playing, it's a fucking wet day in Stoke. You know, type of weather out there. It's absolutely, it looks rainy. It looks tough. And I was just kind of thinking, Michael, to myself, I don't know if you thought this, like these are two like high-powered offenses. Eagles got like Devante Smith. They got Spears. They got a lot of weapons there. Um, like Jalen Hurts is very fast, very strong. Then you've got like Josh Allen on the other side. you got Diggs. Um, you got Cook. Like, you could imagine this game was played in, like, late August late August or September, and they're running fast and running out. Like, we thought might have happened in Frankfurt between the Dolphins and the and the Chiefs. Like, what would have happened to this was a fast game. But we're actually being treated to just, like, an unbelievable game. Regardless, 31-31, like, overtime. This is just sensational. All thanks to Jake Elliott, 59 yards out. My God, did he give that a belt on the left hash, lined up. They tried to ice him. Icing doesn't even work for kickers anymore of his caliber. Um, he's just, he just he's just too good. He's just too good. If you looked at his pro day footage, Jake Elliott is five foot seven. He's five foot Nathan, as they say where you're from, uh, Michael. He's absolutely a tiny little thing, and he smashed it from fifty nine. I think it was good from about sixty three, sixty four. Also played the wind perfectly. Wow, I love it. We will come back to that Bills game whenever it ends so we can talk about it fully. But obviously, we're watching it live at the minute. And as of right now, the Bills are inside the Eagles' territory. Uh, shout out to Luke, who's watching live on YouTube. And just a big good morning to everybody listening to this on their Monday morning. And um, Before we get started, uh, Jeff Reinbold has got eight dates coming to Ireland in January and February. L-I-N-K-T-R.ee slash NFL Ireland. And also, if you're in the Dublin area next week, the first or before Dan Whelan, the last NFL player to make it in the NFL, Neil Donahue, for 40 years, almost 40 years, was holding that record. He is in Dublin next Wednesday night at a private event for a podcast launch, which I have been honoured to play a very small part in. Uh, there are tickets if you do reach out to us at NFL Ireland or at Michael underscore NFL. We've got free tickets to give away. It's in Clondalkin next Wednesday night. Let me know. Connor, um, it's been a while. I feel bad because I was saying off off camera. Last week we were at the Steelers watch party and it was just look, why go into detail? It was a non-starter in the sense of uh, there was pints, there was lots of pints, but more so I actually had to get up early on Monday morning also for an appointment. So it was look, it was a great weekend, but we just couldn't do this here. So look, it's, it's good to see you again. Talk to me. How have you found week twelve? Because like the first, like the early slate wasn't wasn't fantastic. There were some decent games, but it wasn't amazing. Like you know, no, yeah, it was definitely interesting. I mean, it's 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 always a fun week when it's the Thanksgiving week because you these games on a Thursday, uh, like the three games in the Thursday, and obviously uh, Detroit always lose as is as is tradition. <laughs> Oddly enough, even though we love the Lions here, but yeah, it was uh, so like there was a bunch of games that had already been played. So um, definitely interesting. I mean, one of the picks that was. 
kind of a wooden spoon game, maybe even the Giants and the Patriots. Like, should have been a better game than it was. Really awful, you said, like, yeah, it wasn't. It was like it wasn't the greatest uh, early afternoon games. That was kind of like that was a real stinker. Um, the like the Panther Titans. You thought that that might the kind of another wooden spoon event, kind of a bit of a stinker too. Not really a whole lot going on. Um, and then kind of like the couple other better like Steelers Bengals didn't never really push through. I mean, it's interesting because the Steelers have made coaching changes, which have been called for for ages ever since we went to the game. Pro Football Ireland and Leader Kicking uh, went to that game down in the Steelers against Ravens. They were calling Canada to to be gone. Um, so he did. So it's kind of there's some interesting kind of storylines there, but the games didn't really play up to them totally. Maybe the Texans Jags. I enjoyed that game a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure where we want to start here, Michael. But let's let's dive into them. Let, let's go Texans Jags because we, we we haven't spoken a couple of weeks, and I think the week before that you were in Frankfurt with me. So it's been a that's busy right. few weeks. One thing that's happened over that time period has been the evolution of that Texans offense. You know, we're now in a conversation of CJ Stroud for MVP. Uh, Nico Collins, Tank Della offense played so well today, but the Jags win the game, but the Jags offense is so freaking good, Connor. They're just full of guys. When you have Travis Etienne, who what missed the season, came in, looks like a rookie almost in that sense. He's playing so well, but more so you can see the evolution and that maturity of Trevor Lawrence today when the crowd was against him, when they were going down a bit. He just fires it over to Calvin Ridley. Hell, Luke Farrell, Evan Engram, Christian Kirk, I, I really am starting to look at the Jags as a serious threat for the AFC. And I never thought I'd say that this year. I thought we were, we were a little while off. As a kicker, to see the Texans miss a field goal at the end with the with the doink, it was, it was fun to watch. But do you know what? I went to see the Texans against the Jags in 2019 in Wembley, and it was awful. Awful. Now, at the time, obviously, Deshaun was the, was the main attraction. Of course he was. He was the best player on the field by country mile. But to look where those two teams have come in that time period now. These are two teams that are going to be fighting to the end of the season. Two teams that have got a very, very bright future ahead of them. And for me, the Jags at 8-3 are good value. The Texans at 6-5 and five are better value than what they wanted in paper. They're a hell of a football team. Um, and just to see what Demigo Ryan's has done with them, is, it's, just, it's awesome to see, man. I really, it was a standout game of the, of the early window today without a shadow of a doubt. 100% yeah like I think the Jags like as we kind of discussed maybe after week five or six we were kind of like all right these lads are really serious I think when they beat the Bills in in London and we don't have to get back into that again because you just talked about how good their offense was but this is this is what I love when you come up against a team like the Texans have been looking so good the last few weeks especially with Stroud um, like Tank Dell seems to be able to do nothing wrong um, like rookies playing like that like like you know Jameer Gibbs in particular kind of reminds me a little bit of kind of those kind of rookies that are coming in. So like Gibbs, Detroit and Dell with the Texans, like they're both being given opportunities that suit them kind of perfectly to do what they're going to do. And I mean, Tank Dell makes unbelievable 58 yard catch. Um, that was, it was, it was absolutely sick and probably maybe would have like changed momentum a little bit. I think it was in third quarter um, and got pulled the whole way back because one of the linemen was slightly out of position. Um, so it was a legal formation right before it even began. So, um, yeah, I love the Texans. I think CJ Stroud is, is, is amazing. He's doing great things. But when a team's kind of on the up like that and they come up against a team that we already like, that are already established, that have a great record, I think it kind of it came to that it was going to be kind of a cool game like this. Um, I think it could have gone either way, to be honest. And, yeah, um, 
my buddy, my buddy, Matt Amendola. Uh, did hit a game winner, I think, two weeks ago. Um, missed yeah, a lot of it with 15, didn't he? I missed it, missed at least. He, he hasn't made one over 15 in his career, so he's 0 for 4. Um, he's a guy who's been in and out. But I'll tell you what, four years ago in Arizona in March, at about 10 p.m. at night, there was a Jaguars head coach standing behind Matt Amendola, and he's like, it's, pretend there's a contract on the line, hit this from 65, and I'll give you a contract. We'll sign it in Jacksonville. We'll sign it in the morning. And I held for Matt, and he absolutely smashed it from 65. So it's not a case that he's lost a leg or anything wow. like that. Um, the Jags didn't give him a contract next morning, but they did give him a contract two months after that. Um, and then he bounced around a little bit. And Fairborn is, or um, yeah, Kai, Kai is injured there, so he, so they brought, um, they brought Matt in. And unfortunately, he missed that. He just lifted his head a little bit. And they're really tough times for a kicker. It's you know, you're you're everything or you're nothing, and you're only as good as your last kick that you hit. And unfortunately, it gets it gets rough when uh, when one gets away with and that, especially in a game that I really think they could have won against an unreal team. But yeah, Jags all the way, Etienne and Lawrence and Ridley and Kirk, they're all doing amazing. So it's it's kind of exciting to see where it'll go from this. I thought this would have been their their really tough game, a really big challenge. And I, I come away with it. Ha I'm happy with the Texans. If I was a Texans fan, I'm still really, really happy. All right, our kicker missed one a long field goal to win the game. He pushed a little bit right. But my quarterback is amazing. My quarterback is passionate. My quarterback is talented. My quarterback really wants to win. I've got great receivers. I've got great running backs. Uh, i got a good defense. i got good coaches. I'm happy. We lost against a brilliant team. Only lost by three points. Let's go. And well done for not mentioning the, the, the Eagles against the, the Bills. Uh, currently, as yeah. we're live recording this, the Bills have scored a field goal and it's now on the Eagles to get a field goal to extend the game or get a touchdown to win it. Scintillating stuff in the background. Now, three weeks ago, you looked at me and text, or texted me and said, tempted to come back to Frankfurt. Now, for people, <laughs> listening, for people listening to this podcast that aren't aware, Connor lives in Toronto. He does a lot of TikToks. He's like half viral over there at the minute with the TikToks. Didn't know it was so expensive to rent in Canada. Whole different conversation. But yeah. I tell you what, but you hit the jackpot not going about next game. It was god awful. Now you know how close and how decent those seats in the press box are to the field. When we seen Bailey Zappi warm up with three minutes to go, I have to tell you, mate, I thought, what in the hell is going on here? If this was any other team, any other head coach, he'd get slated. And then today, before the game has even started, uh, Belichick suddenly announces that Mike Jones, who everyone thought wouldn't play again, starts. Mm -hmm. Two interceptions. Zap begins in for the second half. Zap, one interception. And somehow, that New England Patriots team, with a good run game, completely inefficient wide receiver core because of what Belichick's done to it, and a good defense to an extent, loses against Danny DeVito's illegitimate son on the New York football Giants, 10-7. Uh, if this was any other team in the situation that they're in here, um, Connor, you know, sitting at 2-9 in the season. I don't know. I don't know. I know I know, I know. what you're going to ask me. You're, you're asking me, like, is Belichick done? And I don't think he's done. I mean, he's playing with a quarterback. I see your comments around. I seen your comments. Yeah, I, I, I don't think... I don't know if Mac Jones is really, like... 
mature enough or he's good enough for what for what they want to do. Like they're trying to do things. Demario Douglas is actually doing quite well, but he's he's got injured now again and he's gone. They've sort of found these kind of receivers. They've kind of been popping up and then they've been getting injured. Their defense is really good. You watch what they're able to do. I mean, they shut down the Giants a couple of times and they allowed themselves to get into a position to win that game. And some games are like this, you know, they're 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 tough kind of emotionally and physically and it's kind of you're you're kind of battling over yourselves to kind of get over get over the last the last hurdle um and that's and that's fair enough that can happen um but i just think um they they weren't as bad as maybe people think they are and basically came down to like their kicker missing a 35 yard field goal under like relatively easy conditions it was a nice day in new york like it wasn't it wasn't bad weather and he just tried to rip the sockets off that football. Like he absolutely tried to mash it. He dug in really deep and he just pulled it a hair to the left. And sometimes that's what it comes down to. You know, if this went to overtime and they beat the Giants, it would be um the we'd be talking about all oh, the resiliency of this Patriots team. Maybe they can go on now. Maybe Mac Jones stays, maybe doesn't. I don't know. I don't think it's Belichick's problem. I think it's a case of players not not playing well and not doing the right things and kind of making some mistakes. That's what I think. I don't know. I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. And I'm, I'm not going off it, but we've got a live comment from Mickey Brady who says some great games today. Steelers over 400 yards for the first time against doing this, like, against your Broncos 58 games ago. Thanks, Mickey. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I sort of adopted the Steelers now anyway, so I'm going to get in trouble for even saying that. But um, can we talk about the Steelers? I mean, you, you mentioned you, yep. you mentioned Canada. The watch party in Dublin seemed like a real missed opportunity. Not as a Dublin, but that team could have gone over the line against the Browns. They could have. They could have been sitting eight and three right now, which is a whole different sort of logistical conversation. But to be sitting mm-hmm. seven and four, you've seen deeper passes from Kenny Pickett. There was obviously no touchdown passes from him today, but the team looked better. Granted, they got over the line again, sixteen and ten, sixteen to ten against a Bengals team with no Joe Burrow, who's obviously out for the season. But it was a breakout game for Najee because Jalen Warren has been the better running back all year. Pat Fryermuth was was relied on heavily, but look, the Steelers are and the Steelers are hosting the Patriots in Thursday Night Football. They should be going eight and four. This is the playoff team, yeah? Yeah, that's a trap game though. That's a hundred percent a trap game. They've got that two it's great defenses. Well. I know it's two great defenses coming up against, you know, two average offenses like yeah their running game their running game can be good and they did you know like i think the change in offense whether it's uh the actual change or the actual changes they did or whether it's you know the team are kind of motivated same as you know often when coaches are switched like particularly in like the premier league for example you know you switch manager and all of a sudden you win three games it happens like all the time especially with the bigger teams was it something like that that all of a sudden they got over 400 yards offense and you know they're showing that they really are a comprehensive uh, offensive team and Kenny Pickett is fine and he's not the problem because during the week it was uh, Canada and Pickett are the problem. I don't know who's the bigger problem. That was kind of the storylines I was seeing and I'm sure some people out there think that and I'm sure some people are like, Connor, you're off your rocker. Kenny Pickett's just fine. He's not the problem. It's always been Canada. We've always been telling you that. I've seen places say that. Fox were saying that all but- week. But they're seven and four, and if you said like if they they really should have won last last weekend, like um, especially with the backing of Dublin and Ireland, like come on lads, win the game. But they didn't, and uh, that would have put them at eight and three, the same as the Ravens. And if you're going to tell me that the Steelers are just the Ravens, I know they they beat them, 
they beat them at home when we were there, which I was shocked. But I think most people would agree the Ravens are a much better team. Even the Browns and the Bengals, you know, the Steelers have a way better record. They're coming second now in the conference. And um, you wouldn't, like, if you were a general fan and you've been following just the news and not actually looking at the scores, you'd be like, yeah, Browns, I think they edged the Steelers all right. And yeah, Bengals, definitely. I know they're missing Burrow, but yeah, I still think they would edge the Steelers. But no, Steelers are 7-4. and four. They're just, like, one game behind the Ravens. And yeah, they're they're headed to the playoffs. We're just gonna see what they're gonna do in the playoffs. What which team's gonna show up? Is it gonna be one of those teams that look like they they can lose every game and then somehow squeak a win, or is it gonna be you know a team that continues to improve for the next uh, two months left in the regular season and then you know really digs in deep with that running game? I think it would be the key if they're gonna go any way but far in the playoffs. I love that we're doing this live. People on the Monday morning are like, "Oh my god, shut up!" But the <laughs> Eagles. Uh, Swift has just run it down to the 10-yard line for the Eagles. So they're very close. And we will talk about it whenever it ends. Yeah, and it's 34-21. It's now 5 past 8 Eastern Standard Time. 8-22, apparently. Uh, the Chargers and the Ravens starts at. Uh, very very quickly, just you're, you're wearing a Christmas jumper tonight. Sure am. When does it become too early? Now, watch my camera. When does it become too early to... Uh, start? By the way, touchdown Eagles, Jalen Hurts. There you I go. don't know. I don't know, Michael. I don't Easy. think it's. I don't think it's ever too early. This looks like an early Christmas present there for Philadelphia. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, even when it's raining, lads. Um, Let, here, let's jump on that game, man. Like, let's here. What a game! Yeah, let's let's dive into it right now. So, 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 first, first of all, November first, Christmas decorations. I have no problem with you calling me. I'll no. be your friend for life. Second of all, let's jump into the Eagles. Of course, they're brilliant. November first, the game is not here. They're now ten and one. They won the last one game. They got the best record in the NFL. Mike McQuaid, did they deserve to win this game? Well, first off, as I said, is that going to go November the first? Is a disgrace. Now I know you boys in Canada have uh, early Thanksgiving, but that is that is shocking. Um, well, Canada Canada Thanksgiving's in October, Verna. So, but go on. Let's dive into the Eagles. I only know because of Jeff. <laughs> Basically, I, I think I think first off, they come into this game nine and one. We all know how good of a football team they are. Okay, I, I, we all get that. Secondly, I do not want to, nor do I need to see Bradley Cooper on TV as much as we see Taylor Swift in the crowd. We know he's an Eagles guy. He loves the Eagles. We see him kind of funny, though, kind of like first it. down. <laughs> Jesus wept like what is going on? The Eagles struggled in two-thirds of this game. Probably half the game. They struggled to get points on the board. Yes, they started off the game well, but they went into the half 17-7 down, and they were struggling to get the ball down the field of certain guys like um, Kenneth Gainwell, for example, had a quiet enough day in their own game. Guys like uh, Jack Stoll. But then suddenly it started to just pick up, and I think this is a sign of a really... You know, we we know the Eagles are a top tier team. We know they are, but this is a sign of a team elevating itself, a team that can take itself to different levels. When you're down and out, sometimes sometimes teams can can close off and can lose confidence. For example, Buffalo, like Buffalo have been all, like not awful, but they've been really poor in games this season, six and six in the season. And for either team, I think I think it, it, it's only right to say that 
if either team lost, you can't write them off. I think, like, first off, and I'm going through different topics here, but for Buffalo, they put up 34 against the, against the Eagles. Best team in the NFL for me at the minute. That's a good sign. But they can see the 37, 37 points. That's not that's not good enough. And personally, for not for me now, I'm starting to think, and we'll I'll revisit this in two weeks' time. But when we get to like week fourteen, week fifteen, I think they're going to miss the playoffs. I think they're going to struggle. They they were coming into the coming into the week, um, in that last wild card spot. I think they're going to struggle this year. But to see an Eagles team get to five wins in a row to go ten and one in the season, to not just get over the line, but to elevate their run game to ensure and see Jalen Hurts, who we know is a mobile quarterback, get to that next level in his performance. But to get through where they need to be, their defense is electric. Their offense got them through that fourth quarter. There was a play in overtime. I mean, it was third and four. I didn't see the eventual. I didn't see who caught the ball. But they were in a situation twice in overtime where the game was on the line and they got over the line. Before overtime, they had to get a field goal, 60-yarder. That's clutch. That's a team that can get over the line yes the home crowd helps but i have no doubt whatsoever that we'll be sitting in a month and a half two months time watching the eagles against the niners in the nlc championship game and i just can't see a team right now connor beating the eagles in the super bowl they're too good well um that's completely untrue uh and incorrect michael Ooh. because if san francisco 49ers could definitely beat uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. That's I think the Eagles. I, I look. I, I think if the Eagles host the Niners in Philly, it'll be the same. <laughs> I, I'm just being. I'm just being. Um, like I'm, I'm being abrasive on purpose because apparently that's entertaining for everyone in the crowd. Um, but yeah, no. I think I think 40, 49ers and Eagles would be an, a sensational um, Super Bowl. But you know, you're looking at that. I think the Eagles did get some calls against them as well. Like um, we talked about that penalty on Jason Kelsey right towards the end was like a very harsh penalty. Like he barely moved. And I know this has been kind of a new rule in the NFL. They're being kind of stricter on their linemen and centers. And if they flinch, they're, they're done. You know, it's a penalty. But my God, like he, ba- he barely moved. And that, that was a penalty. And that made a really tough field goal. But these are excuses that championship teams don't take. You don't make an excuse. What you do is you adapt to what's going on. So they adapted their running game. They adapted their offense to... The conditions and to the Buffalo Bills, and I think they 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 made it happen. You know what? Okay, I got a fifty nine yard field goal I have to make because there's been this tiny penalty on Jason Kelsey that's put us back an extra five yards so instead of third and twelve. We have third and seventeen, which is way tougher. Like everyone knows that. Like third and twelve, you can easily pick up six yards. You can make the kick a hell of a lot easier. You're inside fifty. Um, if you go back to third and seventeen, and now all of a sudden you got to push to try and get somewhere close to range, and you just try and force it. But they nailed it anyway. They got it done. Um, I love the Eagles. I think they're going to be very hard to stop. I think it's going to be maybe Jalen Hurts trying stuff that's a bit outside of himself is where people are going to find luck against them. If they can put pressure on Jalen Hurts, they can get inside his head because he's so talented and he's so good. Like he ran in that last touchdown. It was like, and he looked like um, he looked like Saquon Barkley running the ball. You know, he looked tight. He looked fast. He looked dynamic. And he's been out there for like four or five hours playing playing football in the rain. So um, there's no doubt about that, but you can definitely get inside his head regardless of his physical attributes. You can definitely get inside uh, his head. So the mental game be huge for any of those big teams. And there's lots of great teams, great players, great coaches out there that might be able to get inside there. What's interesting to me against them, against Buffalo is like tit for tat. You look at like, like for like, player for player. They're unbelievably similar. And 
for some bizarre reason, Buffalo are six for six and Philadelphia are 10 and one. Like it's almost like, like it's crazy. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, two, two great quarterbacks, two quarterbacks who well, maybe Jalen Hurts is a bit previous. They love to throw interceptions, but they love to run and they love to score touchdowns. You've got Diggs, who's comparable to Brown, let's say, or even uh, Devontae Smith, you know, two great wide receivers. You've got uh, great running backs. You've got Swift, very similar to Cook. Um, you've got great uh, kickers. You've got Ty Bass and you've got Jake Elliott. You've got great linemen on both sides. You've got great centers on both sides. You've got great secondaries. Like they're they're very very similar. They're very like for like. You wouldn't say necessarily one roster is completely stacked against another. I I wouldn't say that, but just an interesting NFL season that we're having, where you know people were so excited about the Buffalo Bills. I think definitely thinking they're going to go deep into the playoffs, probably Super Bowl contending team. Now they're six for six, November twenty sixth, um, twenty twenty three, and yeah, you're talking about them not making the playoffs, Michael. Yeah, I, I think so. I'll tell you why in a wee second. I, w- I will add to the point that you've really seen Philly struggle with Leon Johnson in the first quarter of that game. And Hurts really did not start the game off effectively at all. And that's something to watch down the stretch. I think he had a groin issue. Um, but it's a sign of a great team when they can turn it around, when they can get things to work. Any team where somebody like Jason Kelsey messes up towards the end can falter, can fail, can can start to look in itself and mess up they didn't they got down there they took it to overtime and they went for it i have to i will say one thing about this i i think the bills made a huge mistake on first and 10 with 20 seconds to go on a timeout in in regular time not giving it a go i think for tony romo to sit there and say oh well you got one of the best defenses in the league the very it's josh effing Allen get the ball down the field and give it a go worst comes the worst throw it away intentional grounding whatever you want you've got 20 seconds to change the game with a timeout I don't like the call and it's not Ken Dorsey's fault anymore so we'll see what see what happens I'll tell you why I think the Bills will make the playoffs you're looking at teams like the Broncos in the AFC now starting to make runs the Broncos beat the beat the Browns today and Russell Wilson looks like a man that has conquered, and I don't want to jinx it, conquered his demons. Yes, he could do better in terms of the yardage, but when when he when him, in terms of his quarterback play, he can rely on uh, Sammy and Javante Williams, but more so the Broncos' defense is, is starting to get back to where it needs to be. Nick Benito, Josie Jewell, PJ Locke had really, really good games today. Alex Singleton had a decent game. The Broncos are not out of the AFC West battle. They're not. They will be soon. <laughs> They're hundred percent not. And I know. And I know you love the Broncos, but the, here's what I think happened with the Broncos. And you can continue on afterwards. But they remind me of the Vikings about two years ago when they had Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins was trying interceptions. And they're like, hmm, maybe you should just ask Kirk to throw the ball no further than about 10 yards every pass. And that's literally, I feel like, what the what the Broncos have done. They basically reined in Russell Wilson, reined him in because he is a super talented quarterback. And he had a big coach in Seattle who was probably taking control of him um, and probably quite strict on him. And they've reined him back in finally after disaster of a start of a season, a first half of a season, you have to admit it, for everything they went for and they got Russell Wilson and they got all these other players, they got new coaches. Um, they, and they had a terrible start to the season. I feel like they've reined them in and they've 
they've reined in their offense in terms of like, okay, well, let's just go like first down, first down, first down, first down. We don't need these massive plays. And that's what I think has been so great about them the last three or four games that they have reined themselves in and been able to play uh, a simpler game, but just better, better the basics. Shout out to Matthew, who's watching the the program live. Also, we 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 massively appreciate Andre as well. Talking about Jalen Hurts there as well. Thank you for your continuing support, and thanks to everybody for their continuing support. Uh, one year of Pro Football Ireland this Thursday. Check out the socials. Maybe we'll give away a sign, Connor Mangan Christmas jumper. Who knows? Can I just say very quickly? Um, there's not long left in this podcast, but Sunday night football starting and. Stadium's not half full. Like SoFi's not half full. Can I, can I can I just put that out there? Like, oh my god, that Chargers uniform is the best uniform in the league. That navy. Yeah, I I, I agree oh. with you on that. But you know what, LA LA for some reason, you know, like you go back five six years ago, they had no five six years ago they had zero football teams. Like they're not a football town. There's loads of sports. There's loads going on. The Kardashians got a TV show. You know, and they they do nothing. Like there's a lot going on that people like don't have time for football in LA. Okay, they're too busy going to Air One, buying uh, bags of granola for about twenty dollars. You know, about you know sixteen, seventeen euros. Absolutely insanity. Like anyone in Ireland would have a, a nightmare attack. And so people don't go to SoFi on time for games. You know, they're too busy. You know, having a bougie dinner somewhere. Um, but yeah, it should be an interesting game tonight. I'm not sure what who you think's gonna gonna take it uh i'm kind of excited to watch the chargers to be honest but who, who have you got for tonight by the time this audio podcast is out we'll, we'll, we'll know the future i'll say the ravens win 34 15 or 34 14 i'll be bored and say do you oh. think do you think the ravens if they win tonight do you think they have a chance of a super bowl would you think i think because i was asked this i was asked this on friday i was asked to come up with two two maybe slightly alternative teams for the Super Bowl and one of them I did come up with was actually the Ravens. Part of me would love to Bear in that. mind people have already watched this, so let's just let's just let's just say the Ravens win. Let's say they win by ten, whatever. Hype well, people are gonna hate us now if the Chargers win, but hypothetically Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs I think those three are are, are your final three in the AFC. Your fourth yep interesting conversation to have i think it's up in the air but there's one thing for sure and mark hogan keeps blabbering on about this in a positive way this is one of the most open seasons ever it's so hard to call especially on the afc side and um, before we bounce is there, is there anything else you want to talk about man I don't know. daniel whelan had a beautiful punt on thanksgiving down to the two he actually had a fantastic game um, you know, it was his first one for Thanksgiving as an Irishman, and his mom was there too. It was absolutely class. So there's your little wheel and watch in terms of the the whole kicker thing this week. It's 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 been so different. There's been a lot of missed kicks. Um, there's been a lot of skews. Um, we'll see what happens tonight. But it was it was quite incredible to watch Jake Elliott smash that from 59 yards on a really wet field and play the wind and nail it. Um, so other than that, no, like, I mean, I, I guess the, the one thought that I had that you kind of brought up there is what this is, this is a weird season. It's very hard to predict who's going to win. And it's because and I talked about this kind of during the week, like the, like trap teams, like what's a trap game? What's a trap team? There's almost no really bad team where you're going like, Oh, I'm definitely going to win that game. 
like I, I I feel like I I'm almost like anxious to like call it or say it or anything like that anymore. Like, oh, we're definitely gonna win that game. Even if it's the Jets, I'd be nervous about calling anything anymore. Do you know, like who's gonna win? Um, and I love that. I love that every game's competitive. Um, I think that like AFC obviously is more competitive than the than the NFC. I would say, um, um, like the Cardinals and the Panthers. Maybe you could pick those two as the two teams that aren't great. But outside of that, um, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot left thanks to everybody for putting the live comments in and obviously thanks to what you were saying as well it's so open i love it man i love it um for the last uh five weeks it's been a while because of it there's been games in 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 london in germany and i'm glad to report not just for people listening or watching this but also to connor that uh apart from the super bowl please god i'm at home every sunday night for the rest of the season so we can at least do this properly from now on. Um, Connor, good crack. This has kept me going and like that, keeping it going. Appreciate it. Um, no, it was fun. Was... It was fun to. Uh, it was fun to be watching the Eagles Bills game, trying to not be distracted, trying to give you guys kind of what the what the earlier afternoon games, and we didn't dive into everything, but kind of watching it at the same time as talking about it was. And I mean, it's it's a class game. Who doesn't want to watch Eagles and Bills? I mean, like that. This is why we're here. This is why we watch the games all the time. This is why we go every Sunday, you know, and talk about these types of things to watch an unreal game like that and to watch an unreal finish like that and to probably see the Bills bow out of the competition and see the Eagles, the Eagles take their, take their mantle. Eagles. Top. The Eagles. The Eagles. We will see. We will see what the Eagles do. That Kelly Green is absolutely savage. I love it. Who, who have you got next week? Who do I have next? Who have they got next week? Uh, let's just check real quick. Niners. Oh, there you go. There you and go. It's, it's um, it's Steelers Patriots a week after next. My bad. I blame Shane Brennan because he tweeted that. I didn't know. I should know that as the host of, of an Irish Steelers podcast, but I don't. Uh, Steelers Cardinals next week. So sorry to the Steelers fans. Connor, go be Thank you so much, and I will talk to you. Slan, lad.